you doing in here, cutie? Watching football. Who do you want to win? The goddamn Jets. <laughs> Have fun. Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. Another episode of Pat's Chat. It is myself, Matt, and I am joined, as always, by Jake. How's it going, Jake? Not bad, not bad. Enjoying the uh, first day of lockdown. Of course. As of uh, recording this, you are in lockdown and I am not, so I will sit with a smile on my face and um, watch your sad little face on our our chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yesterday lockdown eve and today lockdown day it's um strange very strange yeah i can imagine we're uh, we were just chatting about that before we started recording weren't we and it's it's very very confusing even in our tiny little island that's split into four nations we've all got different rules and different things and um yeah it's what a time to be alive. <laughs> I'll put it better if I tried. We've got COVID restrictions, we've got US elections, we've got all sorts going on. Um, I mean, there's about 10 different topics we could do a podcast on. I mean, it's almost like the Patriots are not even the the main draw for this, for this week. <laughs> yeah. The way they've been playing lately, they're certainly not, but um, we watched them nonetheless. I had a little rant about that last week and I think the week before. Um, we don't have to declare for our team or anything. We will take a bit of stick that we will, um, you know, we're jumping off the bandwagon, so to speak, or whatever, but that's not the case here at Pat's Chat with Jake and Matt. We are in it for the long haul, just like we're in it for the long haul with COVID, it seems. Just when we thought we were getting the back of it, we're, we're back on the beating the dead horse with a stick. In the words of uh, Al Pacino in The Godfather, just when I thought it was all over, they pull me back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> just when I thought I was out, so yeah. Um, yeah, so... We've got a game against the Jets this weekend. Uh, I guess we should start talking about that instead of anything else. But um, yeah, where do you want to start with this one? Um, um, I'm, I'm open to, to it. Um, I think obviously we had a fairly uneventful trade deadline um, despite all of our speculating, gesticulating and um, I can't think of another in words to add to the end of that, but you know, I don't. I, I, on one hand, I wasn't really surprised, and on the other hand, I kind of was maybe a little bit disappointed. I, I guess I was. I suppose I was surprised that um, 
Gilmore is, is still on the team. Um, I know we've, we've talked about his injury and that sort of potentially putting a bit of a, um, a spanner in the works in, in regards to that. Um, and obviously us bringing in um, Isaiah Ford. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think going forward, it's it's pretty much you know going into the the Jets game, it's going to be more of the same. I'm hoping that Cam can kind of build on the performance, um, the good aspects of his performance at least um, at the weekend. Um, and uh, you know we actually put some points on the board. You know it, it's going to be very very worrying if this is a close game. I think so. And just before we move on to the Jets, you've uh, you touched on it there with um, the acquisition of Ford from the Miami Dolphins. We've also picked up Dante Moncrief yes. and um, who's the other one? Ryan Glasgow to the practice squad this week. That was announced on Wednesday. So as I tweeted out from our uh, patch chat account, I can now go and get a Scottish city on my jersey. <laughs> That made so me we've very, been waiting very excited. For this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's another Glasgow that um, plays. I think he was at the Lions. I'm pretty sure he is now playing with the Broncos. I think. Yeah. Um, I so, yeah. so you know, I I like getting the odd random jersey or player here and there that's a non-offensive player to what we're doing at the Patriots so you know, I'm not going to go and get a, a Jets jersey or a Dolphins jersey or anything like that anytime soon but the odd player here there you know we're I think because we're in the UK and we're a bit more as much as we are fanatical about our team at the same time we appreciate the game overall and you know I don't think it hurts anyone if you like a player from another team and you get a jersey now and again, that's just my opinion. At me if you want. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd always looked at Glasgow. That I think he plays in the uh, offensive line for whichever mm. team he's on now. But yeah, so we've now gone and picked up Ryan Glasgow from. He used to. He was drafted by the Bengals. Um, appeared in twenty four games with forty one tackles and a fumble recovery. So. He could be, it's a position of need for us, um, certainly. Um, just like position of need is wide receiver with Moncrief and Ford being picked up. And yeah, not quite what we expected to see in trade deadline day, was it? No, no. I mean, I think, to be honest, I will... Yeah, I think we, you'd have to just chalk it up as... You know, this is the year that we we've got, and take it on on the chin. Really, um, I did notice um, that they were reporting that we were going to try and take Dante Pettis off waivers, and it was unsuccessful um, mm-hmm. from the Niners. Yeah, he was on the Niners. It wasn't ours. Yeah, he's ended up at the Giants, um, but they're was a few people that I saw you're right enough there was on some news on Twitter that we was looking mm. at him um, but he's 
obviously with the waivers it works down the list and we're not at the bottom of the list because we're not as crap as the Giants and so they've managed to pick him up before we could get our hands on him which would have been a better acquisition than on the team than Moncrief and Ford in, in my opinion but yeah we've ended up we've got them um, yeah. anyway we've got Moncrief he's bounced around the league he, he looked alright initially at the Colts and the, the Jags thereafter but since he's left the Jags he's not this no he's a really polite way of putting it yeah I mean I, he could completely prove me wrong but since he was drafted in 2014 he's um, managed I'm just looking at it here he's got 204 receptions for two and a half thousand yards just over and 21 touchdowns it's not a great amount it's all right but it's it's not amazing and if you I mean if you can't make it on the Jets team in the disarray that they're in at the moment then how how the heck have you ended up with the Patriots yeah, yeah. That kind of sums it up for me. Yeah, yeah. You're picking up the also runs from the New York Jets. I mean, flipping heck. Like. That really is the equivalent uh, epitome of, uh, you know, bin diving. Yeah, exactly. You've you've gone in. It's not even just a household bin. It's like a buffer bin. Um, mm. For anyone who doesn't know what a buffer bin is, it's like the an industrial one you'd find out the back of you, Asda or Walmart or McDonald's or something that they throw all the stuff in and you you really seriously deep, deep dive to go and pick up Moncrief um, no he's not he's not going to set the heathers alight that's for sure but I mean yeah. I think it's probably a depth thing that they're thinking of I mean ugh. Cube, not QB, sorry, uh, you know, wide receiver three, four, five, etc., etc. And you know, add uh, infinity or whatever. But, um, you know, maybe this is the sort of forming of a a new wide receiver core. um, And at some point, we bring in someone a bit more, you know, elite or two people, hopefully, a bit more elite that. You know, we're not so, we're not kind of turning our noses up at what we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's my hope at least. I mean, clearly, you know, they have identified that they need receivers. Um, unfortunately, they're just not top tier or mid tier or low tier. <laughs> kind of like a difference or something underneath low, lower tier. Yeah, I mean, we, we picked up. Um... Isaiah Mack through through waivers as well. So with the three of them um, acquired, we then you know we're at full cap for the scout team now with the the additional mm-hmm. members. So we're up to the full sixteen players in in that respect. And um, yeah, it's just I think it must be a, it's a depth thing, and I think it goes. I suppose looking at it pragmatically, it goes back to what. Bill Belichick was saying that interview at the start of the week where he came out and said we sold out one three out of four Super Bowls um, when we've just not got the money and so we are then you know raking around home bargains rather than shopping in Marks and Spencer for your wide receivers 
and this is what we've come up with. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to write him off. I mean, we've seen Bill probably work with a lot worse um, and also a lot better, obviously. So it's look, if, you, if it goes into the system, and that's what I like about Belichick as a coach and the coaching staff in general. They pick up players for a system. We talked about it before. They're not picking up a player just because it's whoever, the player X that's snazzy and got a name and, you know, will shoehorn him him into being a slot receiver when he's actually a guy that runs a 4-4 and can blast down the the outside instead. So they've picked him up for a reason. He'll be on a cheap deal. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And if not, if it does work out, then happy days. We've picked up someone on on the cheap, and it's got us a bit of um, kind of traction in the receiver position, which by gum we need right now. I think. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to turn my nose up at new blood um, and some new ideas potentially. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, uh, and just I've just before we started as well. Um, I've been writing my preview for this week. Um, was going through the Miami Dolphins game for for NFL Scotland, and I was like, Bayek, you know, he's slagging off their receivers, and Devontae Parker was on something just shy of 400 yards as their top receiver, and we've got Julian Edelman as our top receiver, and he's only on 315 yards, hasn't even managed a touchdown this year, so. Neil, what did he have? He had the most drops for a receiver last year, wasn't that the stat? Um, I'm not sure on that one. I'll, I'll take your word for it. On with that, well, but, I'm uh, just going to Google it myself before I like put Edelman <laughs> down like that. But yeah, he's only on yeah. 315 yards. You've got uh, Demir Bird is second in the amount of reception yards. Jacoby Myers will now probably start totting up the yardage because he had a good game last week. He was one of the one positives out of the, the game last week, him and Damien Harris. Damien Harris is now up as, if you take Cam Newton off it, because he's our quarterback, um, Damien Harris is now the top rusher on the team with 279 yard, nine yards across the the course of the games this year. And he's closest next to him is uh, uh, Rex Burkhead at 180 and Sony Michelle on 173. And... Harris has also managed a, a touchdown as well, as well as Michelle and Burkhead's managed to pick up a couple. And then, but there's apart from that, you've basically as much as we've looked at Cam, and he, I mean, he's not been great by any stretch. He's with his seven interceptions and fumbles and and whatnot. I mean, he's only accumulated just over eleven hundred yards. He is our top rusher, um, and you know he's there's something there to be worked with. And it's like we talked about last week as well. That do you stick or twist on Cam? A lot of people are calling for Stidham to come in, um, especially this week of all weeks against the Jets. And we'll we'll stick with Cam. We'll see how we get on. We might as well ride out till the end of the year. Um, I think now I've 
since the dust has settled on the last couple of weeks, it's it's clear that there's something. I mean, I like Stidham, but there's clearly something that's not clicking that they're seeing in practice. And I mean, how can you turn down having a a former MVP on a cheap deal would that can actually start can actually play and hopefully th- this is the week of all weeks as much as you might want to see Stidham come in under centre this week you really want to see Cam and let's get the guys into a rhythm let's get the receivers going let's get the running game going and let's rack up a lot of points and get some positive vibes back in that locker room Absolutely. I think you have to stick with, with Cam personally. And because, as you said, like, has he covered himself in glory? No. But, you know, I think he has hardly had the supporting cast to really do that because the quarterback is one person. <laughs> you know, he's putting a lot on his rather broad shoulders. And there's a lot of pressure on him on top of that. And, you know, I, I think you go forward with Cam, you, you give him some weapons, and if he still doesn't, you know, perform, then by all means, then the, the Cam experiment experiment has not worked. But I don't think we give him enough credit personally, or he's been given enough credit. Um, you know, he's he's still quite new in, in a system. You know, he played in one system his entire NFL career so far, um, or one team at least, and now he's been asked to sort of come in and, you know, learn something as quickly as he has and run an offence that has been run a certain way for such a long time. Um, you know, I think there's bound to be hiccups and, and sort of bits and bobs, especially with the COVID aspect of it. So, yeah, I, I would stick with, with Cam for, for a while longer and, and just sort of see how that develops. Mm, definitely. Um, and, yeah, this week of all weeks against the Jets, there. <laughs> They're 0-8 on the season. I really can't see where they're actually going to get any more wins this year. They've got us at the weekend. They've then got the Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, uh, the Rams, the Browns, and then they finish with us on the 3rd of January. Maybe the Browns, if the Browns have turned and reverted back into the Browns. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, as a bit of a push, the Browns are quite talented. The maybe the Raiders, possibly, maybe the Rams, if uh, they have another shit the bed game like they did last week against the Dolphins. Um, possibly the Chargers, but I mean, I think I think the Dolphins will turn them over again. Um, Seahawks for sure. If we don't. I mean, I would, I would, I would have almost been tempted to say uh, us as well and lump us in the same. But no, we're we're gonna, we're gonna get the win at the weekend. Uh, I can, uh, and we we just said that before we started recording, didn't we? That we might not as, as much as it's, uh, you know, we're hardcore and all that jazz. I'm not even sure if I'm gonna stay up for it on Monday night because it's the Jets. I might just uh, have to watch it the following day or something like that. I know that sounds really bad and we've probably just lost every other listener that we have left in this podcast. Um, But it's the Jets and it it just doesn't... 
fill me with excitement or joy um mm. watching them although you know watching us does and trepidation and everything every other emotion under the sun at the same time <laughs> a very mixed bag no i, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not sure you know I, i'm not sure that it will actually be a good game to watch i mean i'll watch it obviously but you know i'm not sort of excited it's not sort of you know the build-up to um sunday or anything like that it's, it's very much like ah you know just see what happens and fingers crossed for the, for the team yeah i mean i'm saying that now as we're recording but i know i know what i'm like yeah. and i know <laughs> I feel like i'm up. lying to myself yeah exactly that's exactly I'm what just like, yeah, right yeah, yeah. no no matt, matt's been proper blase about it so i better be proper blase about it <laughs> Patriots, no, yeah, no, I know, I know, fine, I know what I'm like. I'm gonna end, I'll say that now, and then come uh, Monday night, I'll be sitting there glued to it as normal, couple hours sleep, get up on Tuesday morning, and uh, go back to work as normal. Or in your (laughs) case, you'll just roll out of bed and sit at the the desk, yeah, pretty much. I'll just sleep at my desk now, It's, it's an easier commute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the the commute that is uh lockdown 2.0 oh yeah yeah it's, it's quite stressful i think usually stop off at the fridge on my way to the desk <laughs> just kind of get my bearings recover a little bit and then uh yeah the long slog um the 12 steps um towards my desk yeah the, I'm I'm sure a lot of people do that same uh, commute at the moment. Uh, my, myself not included, since I, I I'm out in the van all the time, uh, going door to door. Not as a salesman, mind you, just as a another job. But yeah, I I I don't know if I would actually enjoy working from home or not. Um, I mean, I'm I'm more than happy. I'm just kind of sit down get on with it and kind of, you know, I think it, it would depend entirely on your job. I mean, you know, not to turn this into design chat by any means, but um, there's a very good book um, by um, Dan Green, uh, Rob Green, sorry, called Mastery. And it's about, you know, you know, if you're doing something that you really, really enjoy, what you're really, really in tune with, and you know you probably have moments of this during your day where you're kind of just you're not even thinking about anything about the mortgage the partner the kids the covid anything you're just thinking about whatever it is that you are doing and you know that flow state and and for me i get to hit that flow state a lot more which then you know taps into creativity etc um just so much easier when when I don't have someone sort of tapping me on the shoulder and going, "Did you watch EastEnders yesterday?" And, <laughs> and yeah. Like, when when did I ever give you the impression I watched EastEnders? No, I didn't. Yeah, that is one thing because uh, my wife's in a similar position. She works from home um, all week as well, and she she loves it. She doesn't have to put up with the small talk of a Monday morning going, oh, hey, how's your weekend go? Were you out in that? Oh, a stinking hangover yesterday. Oh, yeah, no, I'm still feeling a bit today. Oh, right. right, we'll just keep the voices down this morning until, you know, I can't, 
I feel a bit more myself and all this kind of thing. She's just like, no, just get up, on with my day. And the only chat I have to do is on um, conference calls or whatever, and that's it. Um, Happy days. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, on the flip side, other people enjoy the the EastEnders chat and uh, the the bants of what what went on at the weekend when they never saw their, their colleagues and stuff. But... Yeah, but anyway, we're as normal. We veered off topic. Um, <laughs> what I was going to ask you about actually was with the aforementioned receivers and our running game. Where do you see us hurting the Jets in all fronts with that, or do you think they'll? I think they should use Harris and just start running yeah. down his throat, running down their throat a lot more. Uh, we saw last week what he can do, and just unleash him completely um now just let him go three down back all the you know all that jazz and uh, that's what i would do and then receiver that then i'll open up the receivers to you know the the jets defense will then have to think a lot more of what's happening because then you've mm. you've established harris into the game you've got cam that can use his legs and then you've got the receivers who might not be the best, but I mean, they're, still, they're NFL players at the end of the day. And we do we actually get a, a game out of um, Harry if he's back this week from concussion protocol? You know, so where do you think we're going with it this week? Um, I suppose I'll answer it in a similar ish way to you in terms of like what I would do or like to see. And I think it would just be nothing mental, just, you know, not play it safe by any means, but, you know, let's not sit here and kind of get all fancy and we're going to do X, Y, Z. Just run a score up, take the pressure off, and then you can kind of then start to be like, okay, let's maybe we start integrating um some of the wide receivers in who we haven't necessarily utilised that much. Or, okay, maybe we'll try and do some tight end plays and set into a bit of a rhythm because it it still doesn't feel like we've got that yet, you know, that sort of um, cadence. And I don't mean, you know, down set hurt. I mean just the cadence across the offence. Like everyone knows what they are doing because, mm-hmm. you know, you're still seeing a couple of plays here and there where you're kind of like, mm, I'm not convinced you were supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> or, you know, it, it's, I think it, it's, it really is, this is a reset game almost. Yeah. Where you get to go in there, you know, not be under ridiculous amounts of, of pressure. You're not playing the Seahawks. So you're not playing, I don't know, the Rams or um, the Chiefs. This is This is a team that is not, really going to do a whole a whole lot and you know maybe that's a bit arrogant to say and a bit presumptuous but they are zero on the year <laughs> no I, agree. I, I you know and I, I think it, it should really just be a case of let this be a confidence building exercise almost treat it like a pre-season game that you didn't have yeah and go out there and, and show that you can actually ball out a bit and i think that will then build and you know you can take that into a, the, the following game I have a a prediction that I just thought about when you were chatting there. And I wonder if 
they will just run the ball quite often, quite early, because we don't want to be in a position like we were um, against the Broncos, where in your first series of plays, Cam then throws an interception or something. Yeah. Because the last team we want to do that against would be the Jets, and not because you fear of them then going up the opposite end and scoring, but just because it is the Jets. And as much as any player or team confront the media and say, oh, you know, they're a good team, they do this, they do that. And no, they're only eight for a reason. They are mm-hmm. terrible. And the players themselves know that. So to then go into the first drive and first series of plays and you fumble it or you're picked off or something, and just the mood would just devastating. Yeah, yeah, the mood would just go right down, and then you've got not only pick yourself up from what's just happened, and but then you've got to alter your mindset and get it becomes a completely different game straight away, yeah. right off the offset, off the bat. And so I think they will then choose to run a lot more at the offset. Um, and whether, that's the strongest part of our offense. Whether it's that is just a yeah, exactly. Whether it is just Harris, as I've mentioned, um, running it straight down the A gap, B gap, or if they use Rex Burkhead and James White and do jet sweeps and and things around the the outside. Either way, I don't really care. Just march the ball yeah. down the field. Um, yeah, you know, even if it, the opening drive only results in three points because they couldn't get in the end zone, fine. But you've not That's been fine. picked off. You've gained a little bit of knowledge on on what they're up to in their game plan, and then just take it from there. And as you've mentioned, just be methodical about it. Take each sound really cliche, but take each play as it comes, each drive as it comes, and then just build up and. Yeah, pretty much you could almost put this in a, a reset preseason game and yeah, go from there pretty much. Yeah, just go in there and beat the stuffing out of them and, you know, feel good and let, you know, it could be a highlight of, of the season so far, you know. It, it really should just be as, as simple as that, frankly. Mm, hopefully. Um because as much as they're not that great on offense, they have actually a couple of decent um, pieces on that on that uh, the defensive side of the ball. And Pierre Desir and Bradley McDougall, they picked up in that trade with the Seahawks for Jamal Adams, Quinn Williams, who was apparently um, touted around to be um, up for up on the trade block. They did have Avery Williamson, but he's hitched his ride over uh, um, Pittsburgh, literally. Uh, if you've not seen that picture from his account, then go check it out. Cause it, was, it was hilarious. I think everyone's probably seen it by now, but uh, it did make me chuckle a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, they had him. They've, uh, Jordan Jenkins hasn't had the greatest of years so far, but he's decent um, at linebacker. So they've got some decent little pieces in the, the defensive side of the ball. It's just that their offensive line is terrible. And you've got Sam Darnold under centre, or Joe Flacco, who's way, way past his best. He's not winning Super Bowls anytime soon. He's just 
happy picking up checks as a as a backup these days. But with that offensive line, I think that is where we can get at them and yes. completely destroy them because our our defensive line is still one of the best in the in the league. I think anyway, and I can see us. You know, that's where I would like to to start from. Apart from just calm and and the running game, and you know, setting that up, we can set up short field position through our our line and get into. You know, you'd see multiple, numerous sacks. Was it last week? I think uh, Darnold was sacked six times. We could even yeah. get more. And then that would lead me into the next thing I was going to ask is, do you think Chase Winovich gets more of a, a game this week since apparently it was situational, not because he had a bit of a fallout and a spat on the sideline with him after the, the Jimmy G penalty hit? <laughs> um, it's a hard one because I'm taking what they're saying with quite a substantial amount of salt. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's very strange that sort of one of your Right, you know, it'd be the equivalent now if JC Jackson just stopped getting a look in, you'd be like, well, wait, 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 what, what's going on? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think there's something going on. Um, and you know, in typical Patriot fashion, it's behind closed doors, we're not talking about it, you know, we, we, we carry on. Mm. Um, you know, whether or not this week for you know maybe they've talked about it maybe they're over it um or maybe they're not it's a hard one i mean i i would just you know short answer is i'm i'm not convinced still necessarily now all of a sudden be on you know way more snaps than he was um in the last couple of weeks Mm, no, I hope so because I hope so. Definitely, this is definitely the game to get him back into, it. and the, this for me would be the turning point for him and his season because yeah. the the Jets' offensive line is so poor and so porous that you know he's what is he on for the he's on two and a half sacks. Um, for the the season so far, and is actually our sack leader uh, on the team. So to have him not in the game against such a poor offensive line and a quarterback that see effectively sees ghosts, as he said last <laughs> last year, um, it would be criminal, absolute criminal for him not to be, you know, taking up sixty seventy percent of the snaps this week. I think. Agreed. You know, it goes back to what I said. It should be a confidence-building sort of game, you know, in terms of let's forget, you know, some of the plays or how things have been, you know, etc. This is the one where we go out and we kind of prove to ourselves that actually, you know, I'm someone who plays in the NFL. I do play for the Patriots. Let's go get it, you know. So, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I mean, I would really, really like to see... uh, um, more, more chase. Uh, he's probably my favourite player on, on the defence at, at the moment until you know Hightower comes back. But yeah, 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 definitely. He's he's definitely a firm favourite with um, both yourself and me, um, and Hightower for that matter. Um, Love and, and he's still part of the team effectively. From all reports I've read over the last couple of weeks, he's still 
giving feedback to the guys and stuff like that. So he's he's still a captain, although he's not in name this year because he opted out because of the, the COVID situation. He's still been a leader, which is brilliant to see. And hopefully all this nonsense has passed by the time we get to September next year. Um, exactly. And uh, yeah, we'll see him and Pat Chung and everyone else who opted out in the league in general because it's set players like them are certainly missed across the league. Um, Kyle Duggar is another one, I think. I think he's yeah, been, that's a perfect guy for him, yeah. I think he's been carrying an injury in the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? Um, yeah. So hopefully he's back and we we'll see him. Because again, I mean, you could go through everyone, especially the, the, the younger guys, the guys in the rookie season like Duggar or Winovic in his second year. I mean, Uche is another one. He seemed to have a, a decent game when he came on last week. For him, it could be a game changer. You know, let's see what he's got this week. So, yeah. Let's let's get at them. Let's get at these effing Jets. Because they deserve it. Because they are so bad. They deserve a good thumping, especially by us. Because they hate us that much that it would be nothing more better than just you know come Tuesday we are laughing at their expense and not the opposite way around as has been the case in the last few weeks we need to start snap this losing streak and we need to snap it this weekend or yeah. Monday night if you want to have a elongated weekend I suppose agreed agreed and I think as well you can't um, you yeah you can't put a price on a win um and likewise, it, it's the Jets, man. Like, you know, they, they would love nothing more than to kind of be the ones to be like, yes, you're our, you're our first win. You're our only win of the entire year. I mean, just play for pride. Just, just for pride alone. It's, it's, a hell of a, it's a hell of a game. You know, look at this. I'm hyping myself up for the game on Sunday now. Yeah. It's a U-turn. <laughs> yeah, we always tend to do this. We're we're, we're going a bit subdued, and and then we're like, yeah, come on, come Monday, that's us. We're we're up and we're we'll be staying up till four in the morning and uh, watching the New England Patriots smash the New York Jets. Well, that's the theory. Let's see that's how it works plan. out. That's the plan. Let's see how it works out in practice. <laughs> I I can't see it. I really can't see it going any other way um, yeah I mean I, I really don't want it to go any other way because we'd be eating a lot of humble pie um, otherwise yeah that's very true <laughs> but, uh, I, th- actually, I think we've we've covered it all yeah, we've we've said it a couple of times already it's a, it's a reset game this week it's a game for like just rack up confidence pretty much whether it's the offensive line the offensive the um, whether it's Cam, whether it's the running game, whether it's Isaiah Ford comes in and catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown, whatever. Um, whether it's the defensive line just runs all over, um, the ginger warrior himself and <laughs> just to take you know seven, eight, nine sacks, and with Chase Winovich getting five of those, let's hope it's all of those things because. We need something to cheer ourselves up. Um, 
Definitely. Especially you and everyone else in England who's in lockdown 2.0. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, you can't, you cannot under, you can't take these things for granted in a year of you know so much going on and, and from a team perspective not being you know a team that's going to set the world alight anytime soon. Mm, definitely. So yeah. New York, uh, New York Jets on Monday Night Football. It's not quite Carrie Underwood and the Sunday Night theme, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take that. We'll do what we can. <laughs> if I do actually, if I if I do end up staying up to watch it, I've heard good things about this Channel Five coverage, um, which might be quite interesting to watch rather than the usual Sky Sports thing. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Have you seen any of the the Channel Five coverage so far? No, I've got um, an NFL Game Pass, so I usually watch it on that. Um, usually, anyway, obviously with the blackouts, mm. etc., then I'll sort of wait until the next day sometimes. Um, no, but I've heard quite good things as well. Um, I've got a couple of people who are sort of NFL. Um, the word these they're not diehards by any means they're casuals and um you know they both said that it's, it's been pretty decent so far yeah so for anything um about the game that i'm not excited about then i can get excited about the coverage because yeah i've heard good things about what they're i can't remember the the woman who presents the show and but i know that they've had maurice jones do on quite a lot i think and they actually as far as i'm aware so if someone wants to um, tweet us and tell us differently I'm not sure uh, if I'm speaking right or not but I'm pretty sure that it, the coverage is actually just for Channel 5 and yeah. it's about it's all about the UK audience and they try and get them involved there's a guy, a Bears fan um, Derek that I speak to he stays in Glasgow and he's been referenced a couple of times on it and things like that so they seem to go out of their way to be like yeah we are for the UK we are UK coverage so we will you know tweet into the show and all this kind of thing so I'm looking forward to seeing that and might even get my a little tweet mentioned um, during Monday night if I can stay awake <laughs> <laughs> I'm in plan. so we'll see how that goes but um, yeah you got any final thoughts or anything to add before we get out of people's ears Beat the Jets. Beat the Jets. No, that's it. That's all I've got. Well, there, there you go, folks. Beat the Jets. That's all we need from uh, Monday Night Football this uh, coming weekend. Um, but yeah, so that's it for uh, this episode, the preview of the New York Jets in week nine of this strange NFL season. But before we go, just the usual... Um, remember folks to rate, review and subscribe, uh, tell your friends, um, whether it's word of mouth or whether you tweet out that you've listened to an episode or on Instagram share it on your stories and things if you want to tag us in anything or speak to us and come and have a, a bit of a laugh with us if you're new to all this um, listen to myself and Jake, it's at Pat's Chat UK. Uh, you'll find that for Twitter and Instagram at Pat's Chat UK. If you want to speak to us individually, you can find myself at Matt Inkster. 
and Jake is at Jake Paul Design. Um, and if you want to read any of my ramblings regards the Patriots plus anything else uh, AFC East related with my weekly previews and reviews of the games involving the teams and then AFC East it is nflscotland.com and go listen to the NFL Scotland podcast as well if you want because they're a good bunch of lads and they treat me and the other guys pretty well so yeah nflscotland.com you'll find my writing ramblings on there and that is it folks until uh, we beat the Jets and we come back on with happy bouncy voices I would say smiles but you can't really see a smile on a podcast um, <laughs> yeah so until next week folks we'll uh, speak to you soon but until then enjoy the new weekend and enjoy us thumping the Jets see you later